I think we kind of touched on like, whoa, whoa, oh my god. Hello and welcome to Arcab. This is Kendra. This is Ashley. Uh, Today we're going to talk about The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna and the Gorilla Girls and how they overlap. Uh, First, I just wanted to remind you that all of our episodes and a bunch of support material can be found on our website, stumptowncreative.com forward slash art dash gab. A little news for you guys. There's an art show, a group art show down at the Corvallis Art Center. It's called About Light. I have a piece up in that. It's up through uh, December 30th with an artist's talk on November 27th. Also, a bunch of new shows are up for the month of November, including a great show curated by Elizabeth Malaska, and that's at Rusa Lee Gallery. Ollie and I went to the opening of the new Jordan Schnitzer Museum of Art at Portland State University. This is an awesome museum, everybody. It is down on Broadway. And it's totally free, and it's open to the public, and it's from um, 10 to 5, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. So stop by and check it out. It's a really, really amazing collection. Ashley, how's it going? Good, good. Um, haven't done the brunch thing for a while, but as a family, we went and checked out the OMSI exhibit. My friend actually works for the guy that puts all of it together. So if you have a chance to check it out, I'm blanking on the name already. So, But that's the newest thing. Art-wise that we've been up to. Um, yeah. Nice. So, like, today's theme, we kind of talked a month ago about a book that I had been reading, and I suggested it to Kendra, and we were also thinking about the Gorilla Girls and how these two things kind of tie together. We didn't want to just review a book, but maybe a part of the book that relates to Gorilla Girls' action. And themes. So first, okay, the book. It's called The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. It's going to be a movie very soon, right? I think they're working yes. on it right now. Yeah. And I'll just read you a little um, description of it that I found on Kristen Hanna's website. With courage, grace, and powerful insight, best-selling author Kristen Hanna captures the epic panorama of World War II and illuminates an intimate part of history seldom seen, the Women's War. The Nightingale tells the story of two sisters separated by years and experience, by ideals, passion, and circumstance, each embarking on her own dangerous path towards survival, love, and freedom in German-occupied war-torn France. A heartbreakingly beautiful novel that celebrates the resilience of the human spirit and the durability of women. It is a novel for everyone, a novel for a lifetime. So my whole just little synapse of the book is that it's just a really good read about World War II and like kind of how everyone's life was affected in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the main synopsis of the book is like about two sisters and their experience of the war during that time. Um, one sister, how she lived it and how she took care of her family. Another sister, how she wanted to fight the power and kind of be useful in that time. Mm-hmm. And how it ties into girl or girls in a really broad way is her sister was a Vivian Isabel, the younger sister wanted to fight the Nazis in the war by hanging up posters and artwork propaganda against the Nazis. And that is how she felt she could fight the war and get her word out. That's the book part. And then the guerrilla girls was a movement made in the eighties to bring 
information to the public about feminism and how they're not being represented in art galleries, Mm -hmm. either artists or the subject matter of women in galleries is not... um, So the Guerrilla Girls are a feminist activist artist group. Over 55 people have been members over the years, some for weeks, some for decades. They say that their anonymity keeps the focus on the issues and away from who they may be. They say we wear gorilla masks in public and use facts, humor, and outrageous visuals to expose gender and ethnic bias, as well as corruption in politics, art, film, and pop culture. We undermine the idea of a mainstream narrative by revealing the understory, the subtext, the overlooked, and the downright unfair. We believe in an intersectional feminism that fights discrimination and supports human rights for all people and all genders. We have done over 100 street projects, posters, and stickers all over the world, including New York, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Mexico City, London, Bilbao, Rotterdam, and Shanghai, to name just a few. We also do projects and exhibitions at museums, attacking them for their bad behavior and discriminatory practices right in their own walls, including our 2015 stealth projection about income inequality and the super-rich hijacking art on the facade of the Whitney Museum in New York. Our retrospectives in Bilbao and Madrid, Guerrilla Girls 1985 to 2015, and our U.S. traveling exhibition, Guerrilla Girls Not Ready to Make Nice, have attracted thousands. We could be anyone. We are everywhere. What's next? More creative complaining. New projects in London, Paris, Cologne, and more. So we have... At the stage, we have the Nightingale, about a couple of sisters that are resisting the occupation, and we have the Guerrilla Girls, who are resisting the status quo, the patriarch, the white male narrative of art history. We have a little bit of information about the book, and then we have a little bit of information about Guerrilla Girls. Mm -hmm. So... I think we'll kind of do a few questions about the book and kind of see what kind of talk about why it stood out to us Mm -hmm. and how it ties into the Gorilla Girls. Yeah. Uh, So the book is really long, but I recommend it. It's a good read. Um, You can read it double fast with Audible. Yeah, it's about 17 hours long. (laughs) It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... Ashley, why did why did you love the book so much that you wanted to recommend it to me? Well, so we chose it in our book club, and everybody really loved it. Everybody had a good, you know, the characters in the book are all, you know, really unique in their own right, and they all kind of handled this wartime in different ways, mm-hmm. helped out in different ways that they could. Um, there's a lot of sadness, happiness all kinds of emotions in the book. It's uh, very well, very good character development of the characters in the book. Um, But the two that stand out really are the sisters in the book. Um, One is a mom just trying to keep her kids together and healthy, and she is doing her best during that time. Mm -hmm. And then there's her sister who's a little more um, fiery. Mm Mm-hmm wants to fight, wants Mm -hmm. to be out there, you know, in the middle of it all, doing what she can to stop the Nazis or to fight what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of see two opposites doing their part to fight the war. Um, I would just describe them really easily as just opposites, kind of. Mm -hmm. But not, I mean, yeah, they're two sisters that 
the war has really changed their lives and their father's life and their mom's life and it goes into all that but it's what it boils down to is how people took this time in history and how they they did their part to fight the war and how they did their part to just survive Mm -hmm. what character did you relate to most in this book I wanted to say Isabel, but then also Vienne. Like, mm-hmm. both of them in certain ways, I really do. But then there's also, there's a lot of characters in the book that stood out. Mm-hmm. But I would say the two sisters, like, equally a little bit of each. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, yeah, I would say the same. About the same. Like, at first, first I was, was kind of connecting, connecting with, with Isabel, Isabel, but then I really started to connect with Vianne, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that stood out to me is tenacity and their bravery, and they really translated their anger into action, which was really cool. Vianne saw what the Nazis were doing to children and families, and she, she started hiding children and giving them new papers. And Isabel started to help soldiers sneak past enemy lines in the Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. And so, so I really that really really resonated with me is that they could have sat back and just took the pain and and sorrow and all the awful parts of the war in stride, but they really they took their discomfort and really put it into action. And I think that's why the Gorilla Girls came to mind when we were talking about this is that they saw things that were making them angry, and they could just sit back and accept the fact that only four percent of all the artists met are women. Mm-hmm. They could have just sat back and said, oh, well, that's the reality. Or they could step up and and take action, which they did. And they've done so many projects. It's really, really incredible. Yeah, and I guess another tie-in, too, is, like, the secrecy of it, mm-hmm. which is interesting part of it because Vivian and Isabel, they couldn't let their identities be known that they were hiding kids. That's mm-hmm. life-threatening, something that we'll never have to experience in our lives, like what they went through. And... Then there's Isabel, who's going out on bike, you know, hiding posters in her back that of her bike that could get her killed. Mm-hmm. So they both had to keep their identity mm-hmm. um, private. Girl girls keep their identity private because their message is pretty strong, and like you don't want to attach maybe your identity to that mm-hmm. because you want to fight the power, but you also don't want that to be what your face is attached to necessarily. Yeah. Because that's not what it's about. It's about getting the word out, not about you as an individual at that point. Yeah. I heard an interview with the Gorilla Girls, and they said that they wear masks because, or one of the reasons that they wear masks, in addition to what you said, was um, because when you wear a mask, you're not afraid to say, there's so much more you say. Yeah, I read that too. Like, you're you're more likely to say what's really on your mind because Mm -hmm. you have to lose. No one's going to find out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be almost more powerful that way too. Mm-hmm. So their work is almost makes me feel a little uneasy, mm-hmm. but I think that's the point. Like they want to really get the message out. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it started out as a feminist movement trying to make sure that women were seen and heard in the galleries, but also it goes to racism and like other groups that are not represented mm-hmm. representative in the museums kind of like their main start mm-hmm. I would say was with particular museums right mm-hmm. yeah it's really they've seen what their their work can do and they've expanded and something else I, I noticed that was similar in both this book and what the gorilla girls are doing 
is that they're really fighting history, right? Kristen Hanna, she's highlighting what women did. And the when war. you learn about World War II, you learn about the soldier, you hear about Hitler. Uh, you don't necessarily hear about all the women that are fighting that are... In the middle of it all, really. In the middle, yeah. Um, actually, did you hear that uh, the uh, My Favorite Murder podcast a few weeks ago with oh, the yeah, sisters? Oh, yeah, it tied into it. Yeah, I think this book is definitely like touching on it. Uh, yeah, but. that's right. I remember listening to that episode and being like, whoa, yeah. that really ties in. Because in the My Favorite Murder uh, episode, the sister actually got caught. So basically, there's this, the true story is that there's a couple of Dutch sisters that rode around on their bikes and they socialized with German soldiers. And they were snipers. They would sneak. Yeah, they, they would, would kill they'd Nazis. Pull them away, and and kill them. So kind of like a little bit seduce them, and then. But they looked sweet and innocent, and that yeah. was their whole like cover, really. Yeah, because you know an assassin can't possibly be a teenage girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's rewriting of which of makes me think male like dominated history. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of stories like that though. Mm-hmm. from World War II that we don't know about, mm-hmm. about what women did secretively to help the movement to, to keep their family safe, to fight the power. And there's probably a lot of stories out there that we're just now hearing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I was going to tell our, our listeners a bit more about the, the projects. The girl, do women still have to be naked to get into the Met Museum? And it says less than 4% of the artists. modern art sections are women. 76% of the nudes are female. Basically, I just wanted to point out that that's from 2011. So they've done this like every few years. Yeah, it's like a well-known piece. Like, yeah. This is one that I noticed the most probably out of there. Yeah, and but they keep redoing it, and the numbers are not getting better. I know They're getting that. worse. Well, I was going to say, like, I was like, oh. Cool, they've been doing this since the 80s. The numbers have to be up. And then you're like, oh, man, like a percentage up, maybe. Yeah, not not good. We, we need to podcast into more of a, a cheerful thing. Um, but, I mean, what they're doing is important. Yeah. And I think, too, like not trying to skip around, but we should tell the people that's like, there's only like 50 of them, right? 50 people? 50 gorilla girls. I like know. I it don't know. Fluctuates. It's a pretty small group, but it has changed probably a lot mm-hmm. since the 80s, but... I mean, their work is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, if the statistics, if it's gotten more people like at the museums and the higher-ups, if there's more pe- women in those positions, mm-hmm. if that's helped it. Yeah, you're basically saying that if we really want a democratic society... Art's powerful, and art should reflect that democracy. And if we really want it to, to reflect that democracy, then it can't just be made by white men. I really like the, uh, the Gorilla Girls Code of Ethics. You want to be the first one? So, Gorilla Girls Code of Ethics for Art Museums. If thou exhibit art mostly by white males, bought at most expensive galleries, then donated by wealthy collectors, thou must rename thyself the Museum of Rich People's Art. <laughs> thou shalt honor nine, uh, thine employees and pay all of them a living wage plus health insurance. Thou shalt show and collect lots of art by women and artists of color before... They're dying or dead. Thou shalt not consort with art dealers or collectors who commit tax evasion, money laundering, insider trading, or smuggle antiquities. Thou shalt not permit billionaires who sell deadly addictive drugs, make tear gas, deny climate change, or undermine elections to art wash their reputations with huge donations and get their names on museum plazas 
thou shalt omit that if thy museum does not show art or hire staff as diverse as the culture thou claim to represent, thou art not showing the history of art. You are merely telling the history of wealth and power. But, but I would say check out their website because there's ways to like help their movement, um, see all their like artwork. Because that was another thing. Like they were doing chants outside of the museums, and they found that wasn't working. So they actually got into the museum and posted their artwork in the museum, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, fighting from within. What we get from this is they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. The common thing in both the Gorilla Girls and Isabel and Vian, if we're going to narrow it down to two characters in the book, is the power that, that anyone could really get their word and their voice heard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is through art. I mean, Isabel did the posters at night to get the word out. Gorilla Girls do their art in museums to get their word out. And it just they both tie into the fact that we all can do something, mm-hmm. big or small. And art really does help in that avenue of mm-hmm. being heard. With that, I mean, there's so much more to that book. Yeah, and I know. like, it's I, hard to like I put love... it in such a box. Mm-hmm. The two themes that stand out to me are the art and the kind of fighting the power, mm-hmm. fighting the man to get your voice heard. Mm-hmm. Being female, being a woman. What does it mean to be a woman? Um, I keep looking at that quote. Um, in in love, we find out who we want to be. In war, we find out who we are. I like that. I mean, it's it's important to dream about change and about how things could be, and and um, it's also good to recognize what's going on now and what you can do to change things. What what you could act, what actionable things you can do right now. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know your own power and strength mm-hmm. until you're put in that situation. Girl girls, they hide behind masks maybe to get more of their power heard and seen and feel more comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Isabel and her sister did things in secret in mm-hmm. a way to protect themselves, but maybe also to be heard in, in ways that they might not have been if they were their identities were known. Yeah. You know, this podcast is kind of sad. And I think we're talking about two very sad things. I mean, I, and I think that's important to talk about sad things. Sad but important. Yeah, because like that book is is all about war and all about heartache and all about sacrifice. And what the Gorilla Girls are talking about too is the discrimination and the how far we've come and how how different women are treated in this world. And it's really sad. So I think it's okay to have one podcast that's really sad. I I mean, it's it's sad, but I also think it's good to know that you have a voice and to do things, keep doing what you're doing to be heard and don't give up. I mean, history has taught us a lot. Um, This day and age, we're seeing more and more done Mm -hmm. by women. And, you know, there's a lot of positives to that. Mm Mm-hmm. So it, there is a sad side to it, but there's also a lot of good that has come from it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's a good book. I think it'll make you feel a lot of feels. Um, <laughs> yeah. Get a good cry. But it'll make you feel good at the end, too. Yeah. I think it's a good read. It's a it's a sad read. It's um It makes you think a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think so I just recommend the book. I don't want to like talk too much in detail. Mm-hmm. I think our main idea was to get across feminism and like the power of how ladies get their voices heard. Yeah. And remember, there are badass bitches out there and you could join them. Yeah. Period. Right? Exactly. <laughs> On that note, let's go join some badass bitches. Badass bitches. All right. Take care, guys. Check out some art. Gorilla Girls. Read the book. The Nightingale. Check out our website. All right. Peace out.